Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. If you have questions about what to do for your GI problem, digestive distress, just supporting maybe your stomach in the GI tract, if you're struggling with issues there, you have questions on what should you do, what should you not do, what do you need to look out for, what are some of the natural remedies to help this all-important organ system, the second brain is what it's called, then this video is for you. It's Dr. Living Good, what's up? So many questions that I'm staring at in front of me from our large following about gut health in general. So I'm gonna break this down for you. What does it do? How do you start remedying it? Giving you the resources and a whole different list of, of different GI issues that I've got questions on. We're gonna rapid fire and give you solutions for them. Main function of the GI system. This is literally the first question that someone had. It is, to very simply absorb the proper nutrients, keep the toxins out. It is pulling things into your bloodstream. And so if your sealing of the gut is loose, you are now leaky and you are letting things in that should not get in, that leads to autoimmune related issues and inflammation and a lot of digestive distress. If it's sealed up, then it will allow in the nutrients and keep out the toxins. So this is a concept of leaky gut, but that's what the GI system does. Can the issues with it go away? That answer is unequivocally yes. It is a very resilient and repairable organ. Some issues take longer than others. Obviously, it's not meant to be medical advice. Contact your doctor if you have a specific condition, but what can you do to support normal digestive function? Well, the signs of an unhealthy gut are immune-related issues, autoimmune-related problems, joint and inflammation problems, and then, of course, any specific GI diagnosis. There is your main culprits of, I'm thinking gut right away. Now, secondarily, I would look at any skin-related issues as either liver or gut-related problems because that's the backup organ. If your main filters of your gut and liver aren't working, your skin takes the hit. Now, how can I rebuild that digestive system, Dr. Living Good? Well, I like a systematic approach. And so it's like a building that's on fire. That's your guts. Whether you're dealing with a reflux, a colitis, a diverticulitis, a Crohn's, an ulcerative colitis, discomfort, heartburn. A lot of them are the on fire analogy kind of works. Could be that you're just slowed down and backed up. We'll get to that in a moment. But let's say the house is on fire. So we call in the, oftentimes the fire department and they hose it down and they take axes and break through the door and you're left with this destroyed house, but the fire's out. And so that's oftentimes what's going on when we're using an acid reflux drug or we're using some kind of medication or some kind of just put the fire out tums just to put the fire out at all costs. But what happens is then you're left with this broken down and damaged building. So we need to repair the building. So step number one is we want to put out the sources of the fire, of course. So that's gonna be the foods that we're eating. So I'd recommend right away with digestive health that you switch to at least a low carb or anti-inflammatory approach. Anti-inflammatory is usually very effective for the gut. If you have extreme issues with the gut, you might consider even what's called FODMAPs cutting out specific starches on top of that, or even a carnivore approach for a bit of time, because it's really gonna change the acid makeup of the, the stomach and the gut itself, and you can really see some quick changes by making those. So dietary changes stop fueling the problem, okay? So we're removing all of those. Then we wanna start 
flushing everything out. And so I like simple juice cleanses. They're really flushing things out. You can add in simple things like saltwater flushes or some prune juice if you need to get the system moving a bit more. So some juicing for a few days, right? That's step two. Then we start to really repair everything. And there's some great nutrients you can put in. If you have ulcers, you could put in aloe vera. If you have gut lining issues and leaky gut problems, you could put in marshmallow root, glycine, or other great amino acids and collagens to help heal the gut and seal it back up. So we wanna work on repairing those and there's some nutrients that we'll talk about in a bit in order to seal that gut up. Then we wanna repopulate and rebuild the environment of the gut. There are more friends living in your gut in the form of bacteria than you have cells in your body. So it is a big community inside your gut. Well, that takes damage when there's lots of storms aka bad foods and medications and toxins that really destroy the city of your good friendly probiotics. And so rebuilding the microbiome is very important. So taking a proper probiotic in most gut cases, not all, SIBO would be an exclusion, to help build that up and also digestive enzymes. We wanna replenish those and replace those and build those back up. Once you've gone through that process of really just dial in your nutrition, do a couple days of cleansing, Start putting in gut healers, depending on your specific problem, which we'll talk about in a bit. Consider some probiotics and digestive enzymes and helpers to digest your food. Now you can reintroduce some of the foods that you initially cut out. And those foods will tell you, are you sensitive? Do you have some indigestion? Was there disruption in your energy? Would you feel how you do when you introduce those foods back in? That's how you go about actually repairing the gut overall, kind of a step-by-step -step process. Now, there certainly are certain foods that just might not ever agree with you. And I get a lot of questions on lectin. They've been demonized out there. And certainly there are people that are sensitive to those foods, just like there's people that are sensitive to dairy and gluten. And there's different things that are gonna set different people off. That's why I like to take the approach of either low carb or an anti-inflammatory approach. You're really cutting out all sources oftentimes of these major disrupting food groups by trimming a lot of those things down. And you could get very trimmed down and remove all the plant-based foods, which tend to cause problems or dairies, and just go carnivore, right? And go all the way down and strip most all of it out, allow your digestive system to work on that and heal from it and then add those back in. So it's not that I have the opinion of lectins should be avoided for everybody, but they could be sensitive, but by which diet approach you choose first, you're eliminating a lot of other food sources that you might be suspect of. Lectins could be one of those, dairy could be one of those, certainly gluten, more so carbohydrates is one of those, could be inflaming your system. So the more extreme you go in the beginning, then at the end, you can start adding those foods back in and find out for you without having to do a food sensitivity test, which ones are you sensitive to? So there's my take on the lectins question side of it. So a lot of people gone through that process, which I call a gut reset. It's anywhere from a 28 day to an advanced gut reset. It's more of a 60 day. Inside our members area is where we really break this process down. I also have another video on uh, my channel here that breaks down a gut reset. but. People wanna know once I start to pick an eating plan that eliminates foods, go through doing some cleansing, adding in some of those good healing nutrients, what foods do I add in first? I like to eat the easy ones first, like vegetables, fruits, ones that you're typically not seeing as many sensitivities to. I don't go like real heavy foods. I'm not jumping straight to dairy or straight to gluten. I start with those easier food groups first and then work my way up to ones that I know I'm gonna be more sensitive to. 
Now, do probiotics help in this GI journey, in this gut resetting? They absolutely do, except if you have more of like a SIBO, small intestine bacteria overgrowth problem, you could be adding probiotics in and feeding the wrong bacteria. So sometimes these bacteria can get imbalanced where one group of bacteria that we don't want running the streets are running the streets. And so we need to level these communities out and have the right types. And so sometimes SIBO comes with that out of balance. So if you pick more of a FODMAPs or a carnivore eating approach first, that would be the best dietary approach to address SIBO related symptoms. That would be the case that I would not add probiotics in. Other than that, most of the time probiotics are gonna be a great option to help from anything from heartburn and indigestion all the way down to constipation in the lower GI tract. Moving through the digestive system now, what is good for a weak digestive system? We're not chewing it up, maybe from your esophagus all the way down. So with those, obviously we wanna make sure we are properly chewing our food and slowing down. We eat way too fast, then we eat way too much lowering consumption, slowing down the meal and the meal times, very important, and then using digestive enzymes. These are the specific enzymes that break down. There's enzymes for carbohydrates, proteins, fats. All of these are needed to break down the different food groups. So taking digestive enzymes, very important if you have a weak digestive tract. Another helpful tool might be bile salts and ox bile. And this is going to, if you don't have a gallbladder, if you aren't producing enough bile, this is what's breaking fats down in your system can really cause a lot of indigestion, bloating, and you're just not properly digesting fats in your system. So I would look at adding those in to help with that weaker digestive ability. What is good for the gut-related health issues of bloating? I have a whole video on bloating. You can check that one out. I think you'll find a lot of helpful tips for that. I'll put that in the resource link down below for those of you that are dealing with bloating. Go to that one. Ulcers. Someone had asked a question that their son had ulcers, and so they end up with a lot of food allergies. What can be done? I really like aloe vera for this purpose. This would be the only time I would not recommend using ACV. You don't want to add in, ooh, if you, you could put ACV on a cut, it would burn. Same thing with ulcers in the stomach. So I'll go more aloe in that scenario. That is found in my greens powder, so that may be a great option to take it in. And if there is a lot of food allergies, I would consider this gut reset process. We're really cutting out a lot of allergen producing food. Foods, you're going about adding in some repair steps, and then you could reintroduce those foods to see if it helped. Diverticulitis is as we're moving down from sort of the stomach and the ulcers to weak digestion. Now we get down into the small intestine where things are inflamed, things aren't feeling well. Uh, obviously, some bloating could be in that area too. It's an itis, that's inflammation. This gut healing process is exactly what I would recommend. So pick your food diet type, get a lot of the irritants out, do some cleansing, then let's add in some of the nutrients. Now I'd be looking at omegas plus turmeric. I would be looking at L-glutamine, potentially some glycine, some other amino acids. So collagen would be a good source. L-glutamine helps to repair that digestive tract. Marshmallow root is a great healer and soother. Aloe vera can help soothe in that regard. And so those nutrients to help with that diverticulitis. Plus I would be adding in digestive enzymes and probiotics. Moving, continue down the gallbladder. We touched on that. Adding in ox bile, adding in bile salts, very important. All of those nutrients, including the marshmallow, the enzymes, the ox bile, those are all found in my GI support supplement. You can check that one out below. How can I strengthen my weak intestines? So moving further down, things have weakened, they're not working, you're not getting the motility that you're looking for. Sometimes I just give the system a break. That's why I like that cleansing. 
maybe using the salt water flush, which is broken down in the guide, or just doing green juice, or just doing collagen, going and giving the body a break from processing and chewing up food all day long, it might not have ever gotten a break in your whole lifetime. But I like doing that to help that out. Um, I do like coffee to help stimulate a little digestive system moving, warm water, warm tea. I like that to help the motility of things as well. Spastic colon on the other direction, if we're working our way all the way down to the, the bottom of the digestive system, if it is, you know, you're just, everything is sped up quite a bit. I do still like the, the cleansing then. I would consider a collagen cleanse, okay? Where you're just loading up on collagen to repair the system. Okay, I like it because you're cutting down your eating, okay? Slowing the whole system down to try to get that thing to calm down. I don't love the carb loading rice and bread that's normally recommended because it's a whole bunch of carbs. But I understand if you're really suffering with spastic colon uh, in that regard. Obviously you, want, you don't want to be losing too many fluids. So you want to keep a lot of hydration in. I like electrolytes. I like lots of fluid, I like salt, and then I like doing a potential collagen cleanse with that. Now, when it comes to kids and what they do, helping that GI tract from indigestion, heartburn, gas issues, constipation, I do like the GI support, kids can use it as well. You would just look at an adult dose as four capsules. If the kid is a quarter of the size of you, they would only take a quarter of the dose, which would be one capsule. So they can still absolutely do that. Probiotics, kids can use those. I have a powdered form of it, so the dose can be varied very easily. My kids use these almost every day. 25 billion CFUs of soil-based probiotics is what I would recommend on a daily basis for gut health. Soil-based allows them to move past the acid in the stomach because those elements and those bacteria that live in the soil are very resilient, of course. They get in contact with all types of different environmental factors, but it can make it past your stomach and get into that small intestine to get you the most benefit. So 25 billion CFUs per day. If it's a child, they would just go proportional to the adult. If they're half the size, a quarter of the size, that's how much they would use, okay? And then finally, last question was about just reflux for a child and being on some of these medications so long-term. I'm not telling you to take your meds or not take your meds, but just know that a lot of the drugs for digestive health, such as reflux, such as a Crohn's or a ulcerative colitis, they, they really only get studied for a shorter amount of time, right? Four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, less minimal long-term studies. So we don't know what they're meant to do or what they do to do the body longer term. So I think it's always the goal that you can be working with your doctor on controlling your condition, but you want to heal. And that's what I like this video, to give you resources of things that you can add in to help a normal functioning digestive system. And if we can get it functioning more normal, maybe you have less symptoms, maybe then there's a need for less medications to be done. Because like the acid reflux drugs, over a period of time, they've been shown PPIs to cause kidney damage. So things to be aware of, that if we can heal your acid reflux, because you made better food choices, if you could take that action and heal that, then that'd be a better route that you wouldn't have to rely on a toxin the rest of your life. But it's focusing on putting the right things in. A lot of resources in this video, a lot of resources for you below to check out. Keep the questions coming, I'll keep the answers coming. And I will point you over to the gut reset video as a next step to go dig into these six steps even deeper. Check it out. Hey, it's Dr. Livingit here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.